What's up, everybody? It is your host, Joey. And I'm your host, Bobby. And welcome back to another episode of Talkings. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Scratchmo. Say what's up, Scratchmo. Hey, what up, podcast land? Sick. Yes, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Um, back on our very first episode, I was just telling you before we started recording, is we were talking about having you on back then, even. Yeah. Just to give us like some history on the DJ aspect and your background, because I've known you forever. Yeah. I know you when you were a b-boy. First, That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Back in early two thousands, right? Yeah. Back in like the Unite days, dude. I have a picture right? of you with a <laughs> a beautiful, luscious head of hair. Oh yes, yeah. Dark back... as shit. Dark as shit. <laughs> I have to find that. Chad tagged me in it. I was like, that's scratch mode. <laughs> I would, I would love to see that. Yeah, back when I was a little skinny like kid, never, never like cut my hair or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, those were the days. Dude, I was super shaggy. Yep, showing up to battles in like a like a plain white tee and the baggy jeans. Yep, right? yep, yep. Everybody, all sick man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's just go ahead and just kind of start with the basics. Um, obviously, we got scratch mo here. Where are you from? Originally from, I, I mean, when people ask me, I just tell them I'm from Utah. I'm, I, I was born in California, technically. Okay. And like, I moved around a lot as a kid, but I've spent so much time in Utah. It's just easier to say I'm from Utah. So I'm from, I'm from here. Right on. <laughs> Currently reside in Orem. What up, Utah County? Uh, I'm there with my wife and four kids and, and our, our little corgi. Mm. You got so, a corgi? Yeah. Yeah. He turns one year old tomorrow, actually. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a is that a good dog? Like a good breed of. I'll dog, be honest with you. Like we we weren't totally up to speed on like what having a corgi meant. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we we just loved them because they're they're cute as hell. Like, yeah. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like he he's a he's a cute little guy, but man, they're like they're just full of energy. Mm-hmm. Like I had dogs growing up, but I never had a dog as energetic as this guy. Like so, corgis are they're a, a herding breed. So. Oh, they really? just they just love to run, you know. Like you got to let them out and just just get energy out of their system. Otherwise, they're going to be barking and just biting every yeah. everything and just tearing oh, stuff shit. up. Yeah. So it's we we weren't quite prepared, but you know we're. So we're, you're saying you got now. five kids, basically? Is what you're <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. So, uh, like we said, you were just mentioning you started out as a b boy. How long how long was your b boying career? I mean, not like compared to you guys, like n- nothing. It was like a blip, right. <laughs> you know. Like I started, I I started maybe in like the late nineties. I, I like just on my own. I didn't really have a community because, right. like, like I said, we moved around a lot, you know. Yeah. So it was, I had to make new friends every time we moved somewhere, and it was just like my dad's job, you know. And like he went back to school for for a minute, and like mm-hmm. we, you know, it was. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a rough childhood, but I just, I never really had steady friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I remember like, I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe you're old enough, Joey, to remember this. There was like this Frosted Flakes commercial back in like the late nineties. Uh-huh. It was like this group of kids who were like learning how to, how to break. And like, there was this one kid who was trying to learn, what's the move where like you hold the foot and like you jump through, is that called like a Tic Tac? Or something. Uh, what is that? I don't know what that's called. It's just jump like thread. Jump thread. Yeah. A thread. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he was like trying to learn that move, <laughs> and Tony the Tiger pulls up, and he's like, "Hey, 
eat some frosted flakes. So the kid like eats the frosted flakes and he's like, yeah, and he hits the move and like that got me inspired. I was like, I want to do that. Like I want to learn how to, how to break. So like that was the first like move I learned, you know? Right. And then like I, I was just messing around and like I started doing like coffee grinders. Eventually, I didn't know what it was. Like I thought yeah. I had created the move and like I saw other people doing. It. I'm like, oh, so that's that's a thing, I guess. And anyway, that just got me more and more into it. Right there, on, so. interesting, cool. What kind of got your foot like in the scene? How'd you like come about? So when I when we moved back to Utah, this would have been in like '99, '98 or '99. Okay, I was in ninth grade, I think. Mm. And, uh, so we moved to Highland, also Utah County. Right. And there was like a really just small group of kids, maybe like, like three or four kids. Um, one of them was Matt, top flight. Oh, I shit. If, I don't know if you guys remember him. Of course. Right? Um. That dude gets me in the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, just going, bro. Yeah. So he also, we, we all went to Lone Peak and then my homie Eric, who no longer breaks, uh, but he, he had some moves like it was kind of like the three of us were, were kind of like the, the breakers at Lone Peak, like the ones who, you know, whenever they would play music, mm. you know, during lunch in the quad, like we'd be the ones who get out there and like show off what we've been working on, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how it started. And then, and then eventually this would have been like maybe our junior senior year. That's when we heard about Unite going on. Uh, right. The first, the first Unite battle. Uh, we all got word of that, and then like, so up to this time, we we've had zero interaction with anyone, like any of the Salt Lake Breakers. Really, you know, we were we were walking into this thing blind. We we were like, we don't know what we're gonna expect, like who mm. who we're gonna see there. That's and let me just say, our eyes were open. We were like, whoa, <laughs> like, this is hip hop, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> so it was it was a really cool experience for us, you know, like coming out of our our little cocoon, you know, just like right. we've been working on our own stuff. And then seeing, you know, everyone else in the state of Utah and even some out of state people too, you know, coming together for the for the battle. It was it was really dope. It was a cool experience for sure. That's badass. So so, so uh, how well? First of all, how old were you when you moved to Utah to just stay? The I must have been like 13, 14 years old. Thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and then. So, and then what got you into DJing? Because everybody knows you as DJ Scratch Yeah, Mo. definitely. I mean, music's always been such a central part of my life. Like, my parents are both, you know, musicians. I remember, like, when I was little, their band rehearsals and everything. And then, like, I, I'm a self-taught, you know, uh, drummer, self-taught. Kind of, I kind of play guitar a little bit, kind of play piano. I just kind of yeah. noodle around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I know like a, a little bit of, I, I can read a little bit of music, but I mostly just, I play by ear. You know, if it sounds good, then, you know, I try to, um, try to go with it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so yeah, music's just always been something like, I, it's just always been there for me, you know? And I remember reading my, my parents' records when I was younger and like, we always had a turntable in the house and like, I'd find my dad's like obscure you know, fusion jazz records and throw those on and listen to like Billy Cobham's drumming and like it would Hell be yeah. mesmerizing to me. And um, yeah, so like when I started dancing, uh, when I started breaking, you know, hip hop and, and it's specifically the drums, the percussion in hip hop really drew me in. Um, and then when I saw scratching, 
it was like, you know, I saw a lot of correlation with what they were doing on the turntable versus what I could do on a drum set. Right. And I really wanted to learn how, like, first of all, I, I saw the guy moving his hand back and forth and yeah. his hand on the mixer. And I just, I wanted to understand what he was doing, you know, what, what is he doing to make those sounds, you know, that I'm hearing that sound like drums. Yeah. And, um, a homie of mine who uh, was also in, in the b-boy scene, uh, this would have also been like this, my senior year of high school, okay. Travis. Yeah. Travis Newhouse, DJ Soul Cuts. Uh, he, he now lives in LA, but he uh, he was DJing and b-boying, and he kind of took me <clears throat> took me under his wing and started just showing me like basic scratches, like this is beat juggling, this is how you mix, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would go over to his house and just practice uh, on his setup, and that's that's what got me into it. Uh, that's okay. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I eventually bought my own setup, and then, like, once once I had turntables in my room, like, that was it. I just, I locked myself in my room for okay. hours and just <laughs> worked on stuff Hell from yes. there, so... Uh, real quick, sorry. Do you do you want any water? We should have asked you this before. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I don't know about you, but when I talk a lot, I'm just yeah, like, oh yeah. my god, I get the worst cotton mouth I, ever. Some so. water would actually be great. Okay, yeah. okay, I will go get you some. We don't can, worry, we can continue or pause whatever we do. We'll pause it. We'll be right back. Okay, sorry guys, we are back. Um, let's see. So this water's uh, great, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, do you it's do you notice a difference between so the, your county water and yeah. versus our water? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Premium, baby. Don't get me started on the water, man. This guy called me Eugene because I went to Oregon for about a year. <laughs> and the, the just well water, Oregon. you know. So like, I was like, dude, my mind was just blown. It just tasted way better. Yeah. And I came back here for like a little vacation or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the water here just sucks. It's just <laughs> poor. It's disgusting. You can taste all the just metal, the minerals, and just, yeah. Anyway. So, some minerals are okay. You know, you don't, you don't sure. want don't want too much though. Right? <laughs> Eugene. Yeah, you called me Eugene for the longest time. Because you, uh, you were living in Eugene, Oregon. It's Cottage Grove, but it was close to Eugene. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. I'm not going to call you Cottage Grove. Or anyway, um, so when did you kind of like start DJing for like the scene? When do you think? Oh, yeah. What was your first Because like jam? when I started, yeah, I feel like right. you were just the DJ. <laughs> it's interesting yeah I, I don't know how that happened I, I think really it um, it started when so from when I got my own setup with with Travis soul cuts you know and he was teaching me stuff and then like I met Chu well I already knew Chu from from b-boying but mm -hmm. uh, he also got into DJing and then there was another guy abstract uh, who now lives in Texas shout out abstract Um so we, we all came together, like we were all living in that area too, and formed the Crate Dwellers. Uh, that would have been like around 2004, no, 2005. Wow. And like we, we weren't aiming to do battles or anything like that. You know, like we were part of the, the scene, part of the hip hop community in general, you know, but we, we didn't have a heart set on being like, you know, b-boy battle DJs you know we were all about turntablism and scratching and just just rocking dope parties you know yeah, like that's yeah. that's what we were all about mm -hmm. um but then uh around this time too this is when Josh started uh doing doing battles like right around the time the b-boy fed was getting formed right um and he was he was looking for DJs and he, he stepped uh, I can't remember if it was like Chew he stepped to or, or abstract one of us but um 
<clears throat> yeah, he stepped to us and we got on to do one of his battles. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from there it was just kind of, we kept getting asked to, <laughs> to do the battles because we had, we had the breaks, you know, we had all the stuff that the B-Boys like to dance to, yeah. you know, so For uh, sure. we just kept getting invited back and, and here we are today, you know, still, still doing it. Hell yeah. Tw- almost 20 years deep, you know? I know, that's so. crazy. <laughs> it is. That's so crazy. Okay, um, let's see. What kind of, like, advice do you have for, like, people that are wanting to start DJing? Like, take me, for example. Like, I am interested in it, but mm. I've not, like, done any research. I don't even know what the hell, like, turntables is probably the only thing I know when yeah. it comes to, like, DJing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? The first thing I would tell people is... Um, it doesn't matter like what your what your gear is, you know. Like okay. you you could even have an iTunes or a, an Apple Music playlist or a Spotify playlist. Okay. And you could be a DJ because at the end of the day, with the, at the heart of all DJing is, are you able to select the perfect song for the perfect moment? You right. Know? And it's not necessarily the song people want to hear. It's the song that they didn't know they wanted to hear. Like that's that's always my approach. Okay. You know? So, with, with that said, you know, you could play a song out of any device, you know, like as long as you, you have access to some sort of music, whether it's an analog uh, piece of media like a cassette or vinyl or reel to reel, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. If you, can, if you can play that song for people in that moment, um, you can be considered some form of a DJ. Okay. Right? Um, <clears throat> Now I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend only DJing your sets with reel to reels like yeah. that. <laughs> that's a little that's a little extreme. But there are tools out there that can help you. You know, there are DJs who can rock whole sets using just a laptop and and a Spotify playlist. You know, if that's if that's your only means to yeah. get it done, then so be it. You know, start, like right? like use whatever tools you have available. DJing equipment can get pretty pricey. You know, so yeah. it's. Uh, it's hard to, to get into it, you know. If if you want to really get into DJing, it really takes an investment. Um, but you know, if if all you have is a phone and an aux cord, that, that's great. That's a great start. You know, okay. just work on that selection. Make sure that selection is on point. You know, that's all you need. Excellent. Keep the vibe. I know. That. Absolutely. So, where? How did you get the name Scratchmo? Yeah. So here, here's the the thing, right? I never had like a b boy name coming up in the scene right and i always wanted one like i i wasn't like clever enough to give myself one (laughs) and no one no one really like bestowed one upon me right (laughs) so i was like hey when i like when i start djing like i'm gonna give myself a name and uh i I love jazz music you know so uh louis armstrong famous cornet player right uh he went by satchmo uh, and so Scratchmo is like the hip hop version yeah. of Satchmo. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so that was, yeah, I came up with that like years ago. Well, it so still sometimes, fits you. I mean, sometimes I'm just like, oh, what was I? What was no, I no, no, no. It fits you perfectly, man. Embrace that thing. For I, real. I, I do, I do really try to emulate a lot of, um, like trumpet players and, and like just jazz artists in, in my scratching. Like right. one of the things I'll do when I practice is I'll just, I'll throw on a jazz recording of Charlie Parker or something and I'll try to emulate what I'm, what I'm hearing in, in their solos, like in my scratching. Yeah. That's, so. that's badass. 
Interesting. Um, what would you say, like, what is, do you have, like, a style when it comes to your DJing? You know, I try to be a, a pretty good, like, all-around DJ, but at the end of the day, for me, like, I, I just, I love beats and drums, like, hard-hitting, smack-you-in-the-face drums, like... I can tell. Give me those beats, <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I'll play those all day, and then, like, my, my favorite kind of music is when you have, like, really fat beats over, like, a really soulful either chord progression or a funky bass line or, you know, just something super soulful, you know? Like, that's that's really my style. I can't stand, like, the trance stuff, like, you right. know, that's that's not, like, the EDM, like, really hard EDM stuff isn't me. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm all about, like, really soulful, really funky, jazzy with, like, really fat beats. Hell know? yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You have some great music. Thanks. I, I pride myself in yeah in my selection for sure yeah so oh, that yeah. that means a lot so thank you no yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. can you walk us through like um, let's say we we're throwing a jam and then we hit you up what are, what's the kind of like the process of you to get ready like mentally and yeah, all these like songs the like what's yeah so um, first of all it, it depends on the, on the battle right so yeah. we just we just did a battle right mm -hmm. the the shine battle this last weekend which was a uh, B-Boy and, and All Styles. So mm -hmm. the All Styles was uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, and then it was a it was a 2v2, two two, two right? Yeah, B-Boy. Um, and so the first thing that I've got to ask myself is, okay, given that format, like, do I have, do I first have the tracks? Um, I've done it enough times. I, I know I do, but yeah. I just know, like, on your average battle, I need to plan on around... 150 to 200 songs like like literally like i'll oh, go damn. through i'll go through that much <laughs> for music one night, yeah. for, for one yeah just for one battle yeah. um and then i've got to kind of subcategorize everything like okay i need music i'm gonna play for ciphers and then i've got to have my fire like battle tracks and then i go i start going through the process of okay what am i going to play for prelims what am i going to do for my top 16 my top eight my semis and then my final rounds right right because i don't want to burn through all my really really like top-notch hype stuff okay you know in in my prelims right yeah. like it's got to, it it's tricky because i want to make sure that i'm playing stuff that the dancers are going to be able to get down to okay. and that the crowd is going to react to mm -hmm. um but i also you know i i, I need to kind of ease into it a little bit you know um and then like for prelims too like do i go with known stuff do i go with more obscure stuff that people aren't going to know. Like the, these are all decisions I'm always, I'm always weighing. And so, you know, I'll go through that, that whole process. I'll whittle it down and have my, my crates kind of selected. And at the end of the day, I don't have like a set list of songs. Like I don't have it in, in order from like yeah. track number one, track number two, track number three, but I have like a pool of songs I may play and, right. and I may not even touch it the whole night. You know, it just kind of depends. Yeah. So even though I, I go through all that prep, right, I still, in the moment, like during rounds, I've got to gauge what the dancers are getting down to, what is the crowd reacting to, because it's, that's all a synergy too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if the dancers aren't vibing off the music, the crowd's not going to react, right? Yeah. And if the crowd's not reacting, you know, like, it, it's all just energy that everyone yeah. feeds off of each other, right? So at the end of the day, though, it's, it's up to me to start with the right vibe. Right. right. If that vibe is right, the dancers are going to be dope. The crowd's going to react well. Right. Um, and so that's that's always what I'm looking at. 
And then, while I'm doing that, I'm also thinking about, okay, next round, what am I playing? Right? Like, right. where do I go from here? Right? So I'm always thinking, like, two, three steps ahead um, on top of just watching the dancers, too, to make sure I know whose round is up, when do I switch yeah. the track, you know? Like, timing is everything. I don't want to yeah. end a song in the middle of someone's round, right? I got to make sure the track doesn't have some weird spot where the drums just stop, right? you know? Because that... That happens too, and it kills the vibe, you know. Like it's, it, believe me, I've, I've made mistakes, and I I will continue to make mistakes. But um, I'm I'm always trying to learn from those mistakes as well, and, and think about what I can do better next time. You For know? sure. So For sure. But that that is that is kind of my process. Oh god so. damn! Hell yeah! How exhausting, man! I know. And you're like there at like like four to six hours. You're there before almost anybody else. Yeah, yeah you gotta be there to set up. They're setting up. Yeah, last one to leave because you're tearing everything down. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. Hey, but I will say it's great when the dancers are there. Like they're they're staying around and they're like asking if they can help. Like that's always that's always huge. So yeah. I, I do appreciate that. That's so. dope. So, what is your favorite part about DJing? Like. Your most favorite thing. I mean, just sharing music that I love with with other people. Mm, I mean, yeah. that's that, that's got to be it. You know, yeah. You know, f- flexing skills that I've been working on too is, is also fun. It it can also be nerve wracking though. Like yeah. when eyes are on me. You know, it's like with battling, right? right. Like you want to show people what you've been working on, but it's like if you don't if you don't hit those moves, like yeah. game that's over, cool. right? For sure. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, it it just. It's it's all about the music, right? And it's all about sharing the music I love with with other people and helping them feel the same way I do about about these tracks. Yeah, you know, hell yeah. So, <clears throat> um, what would you say is your pet peeves when it comes to DJing? Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, there there are a few for sure. I mean. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna speak in general. Not, yeah, just, not, just watch. watch not, be careful, specifically, yeah, not, <laughs> not specifically with battles, but did, just did, like didn't mean to put you on blast right there. No, yeah, no, just no, in no. General. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, it, like you know, don't walk up to the DJ and put your phone in his face and say, "Can you play this song?" Oh, you know, shame, or don't go. Can you play the song that goes like da 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 da? Like that was me. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one song? Play that one song. You know, um, or or if someone just requests a song that totally doesn't fit the vibe yeah, for the night, right. you know, like like that's, yeah. you know, I'm I'm really trying to pay attention. Like I take a lot of pride in what I do, and right. I've I've spent years reading the crowd and making sure that I'm curating the exact right vibe for the night. So please don't step up to me and, and ask me to play a song that you really love. Like, it's great that you love that song, yeah, but please right. let, let me do my job. You right. Know? Like, 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 people can come and say hi to you and what's yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've been there too where it's like, oh, dude, he's DJing. I like, just don't even bother with the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean, because like you said, like, you're just thinking of like four or five steps ahead and that's like, a lot of pressure for that amount of time. It's pretty exhausting. Well, orchestrating. Yeah. Like, highs are okay, but talking to him on the DJ. Let's have a full on conversation. Yeah, full on conversation. <laughs> like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's trying to orchestrate. It's definitely it's a multitasking uh, experience, you know, for for sure. But but I I love it when people just come up and, and say hi. In fact, I'm disappointed when people don't step up to me and say hi. You know, like right. I'm I would love to at least be acknowledged. Yeah. You know that I'm there. <laughs> Another know? pet so, peeve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'm for sure. Say hi, bitches. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I that's mean, crazy. Well, hopefully people listen to this and now they know. Because like I said, like when I look at you or DJing, I'm like, oh, don't bother him. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's he's DJ. I, I, I've kind of figured it out over the years. I'm like, okay, now's a good time. Yeah. Like when yeah. You, we know you know. Yeah. But I appreciate that's dope. that. Yeah. So, and, have you entered in any DJ battles? Not not the big ones like DMC, you right. know, or ITF or, um, you know, the the Goldie Awards or the, that's one 8-track does, but... Um, I've I've considered it for sure. Like I've entered just some local ones with other like local DJs, right? You know? um, uh, but yeah, I I'm I'm torn, you know, because to do to do a battle set, you really have to. Um, it's 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 a long preparation. Like I don't know if you guys know Lamp Shady, um, another DJ in Salt Lake. He's he's like a DMC. By the way, DMC is like a it's the Disco Mixing Championships. It's like okay. the DJ comedy. It, it's like it's like freestyle session for DJs. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a huge international... Big deal. Yeah, yeah. really, really big deal. The, the champions uh, of DMC go on to, like, sometimes they get record deals, and, you know, they go on to uh, do, like, tours with big acts and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, it opens doors. Um. But yeah, in order to, to do that, like you basically have to not do anything else. Like you have to not take gigs. You you can't, you know, do. You can't DJ the music you want to DJ because you you gotta work on your routines. And with right. DMC, it's like you have a seven minute routine for the first round. Um, it, and really, in reality, you have to have like two to three seven minute rounds mm-hmm. that are just jam packed with. Scratching and beat juggling and and other techniques like it's not just mixing records for those routines, right? Like if if you just YouTube DMC routines, it's um, it, it's incredible. Like some of the stuff these guys do, um, but yeah, like it's it's just a lot of prep. And at the end of the day, it's it, I mean I can tie it back to breaking as well. Like if it doesn't appeal to the judges, then you're not going to advance, you know? So it's like, you, you really have to make sure you've got routines that you know, the judges are going to like, you know? So because of that, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I would, I would much rather just put my time and and effort and energy into just playing songs that I like and working on, you know, scratching that I think sounds good rather than try to appeal to someone else, you know? Right. Um, someone else's definition of what's good, you know, it's, it's just not appealing to me. So, yeah. and, and I've heard things too from DJs that have competed in, in the DMC that, you know, the, the calls on some of those rounds are just like really whack and yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it never really was appealing to me, but I definitely have a ton of respect for DJs who, who do do it because right. they're, they're the ones innovating and pushing the craft to a, another level, you know, oh, yeah. totally so for sure. It's, it's, do, it's big. Do they judge it just like a a dance battle with like judges that point Pretty, on the count of three i mean it's not no not like the pointing but yeah there, there's like a panel of judges for sure and these are like veterans you know in, right. in the dj world and and yeah like they'll um each one of them will make a call and majority rules you know who, who advances so that's crazy that is that's that's intimidating yeah it is yeah for sure for sure damn where does that competition take place usually is it everywhere? So, first they do the regionals. So, in the U.S., there's like a few different spots where they do regionals. There's um, L.A., there's uh, there's one in Florida, there's a New York regional, there's a Chicago, a Denver. 
Um, there, there's like a few others. I, I think they also mix up cities from year to year. <laughs> right. Um, and then from the regionals, you do the nationals. Those are usually held in New York. Um, and then the the world championships are held in London. Oh wow! So that's that's awesome. That is badass. Yeah. Um, do you DJ full time? I don't. I I do have a day job. I tried to do DJing full time mm-hmm. a few years ago, and it was it was not great. <laughs> Just because the the thing with DJing is there definitely is money yeah. to be made in DJing. If you're willing to do like corporate gigs and weddings, mm-hmm. and if you're willing to do more than just DJ, because the music is secondary, honestly, in those gigs. Like, if if you're a good wedding DJ, you're usually like more of an MC for the night, right? You know, and you're bringing a whole bunch of extra stuff like lights. Some DJs bring photo booths, and they they have like a whole entertainment package yeah. that they offer. They charge thousands of dollars for it too, so yeah. you know definitely there's good money to be made. But but like I said, it's you know the music is secondary, and for me it's like I just wanna I want to focus on the music, and I don't want the thing I love to turn into the nine to five that I hate. Right. And so I figured. Oh, and on top of that, like medical insurance is a good thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you have a family. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I would much rather just take a corporate job. Have a stable income, you know, not live month to month, wondering if we're going to be able to pay our rent, you know, yeah. and these other necessities that we have. Um, and, and yeah, then I'd just be able to take the gigs I want to take, right. which, is, which is much better for me, you know. So I'm, I'm happy doing that. I'm completely happy with, with where I'm at today. Um, if someone would be willing to pay me what I'm making today, just playing the gigs you know where mm-hmm. i get to play the music i want to play then then great you know but i don't i don't think those opportunities yeah. are out there right so so what's yeah. your what's your favorite kind of gig to play at yeah i i love gigs where people are just getting down yeah you know like like, like a cypher you know like if there was okay. an, an event that was like all cipher yeah <laughs> for for hours <laughs> nonstop and people are just you know vibing to to every every track that's getting dropped yeah oh man like those those are great like a lot of the a lot of the creators grid events are like that honestly oh, yeah. like just those a room fun. full of people who are just getting down having a great time you know and and it's all about the music and the dancing yeah know? i i i love those gigs that's awesome. Yeah, Creators Grid is a, a very cool, special event. I love that. Oh, that's you know, your, that's your that's freaking my, gig, man. That's my event yeah. right there, bro. Shout out Ashley. Ashley yeah. Velos, yeah. what up? What up, Ashley? Your alter ego always comes out, man. Yeah. Does it? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got freaking uh, Scratch Mode playing some nasty beats. They got alcohol in the Yeah, just having a good time. This man will disappear for like 35 minutes. Nobody will know where the hell he at. <laughs> He comes back with a big shit-eating grin on his face yeah, and like just jumps sort of in the fight. Cypher like, like Superman. I'm like, what the hell? Yes. I don't Give think I jumped in the Cypher like that. The way you guys... Maybe I did. I don't know. No, I was dude. pretty drunk. But yeah, I know. You What? You thought I like jumped off the stage into a circle? No, I'm not or, saying that. Someone said that. You just like jumped into a Cypher once. <laughs> I don't know. remember why. You were like... I don't know. You had beef with somebody or I something. on fire. And did I do good though? You did amazing. Oh, thank God. That's why I said you just jumped in there like Superman. It's all that matters. 
Um, let's see, Scratch. That's great. Who are um, some of your heroes? Like, who are the people you look up to? Yeah. Yeah, so I actually... Um, I started taking lessons from DJ uh, Rob Swift, who's uh, like an OG in in the DJ world. Okay. Um, part of the Executioners, like really super, super dope turntable crew. Rob Swift was really a pioneer when it comes to things like beat juggling and, and scratching. Um, so I, I took some lessons from him a while ago, and uh, just the knowledge that that man has yeah. is incredible. And like uh, they, they call him, they call him the sergeant. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like people who take lessons from him, because he he really he like puts you through like boot camp almost. Like really, yeah, he'll drill you on stuff. And like if you're not hitting those patterns just right, you know the beat juggling patterns or scratch mm-hmm. patterns, he'll he'll have you just repeat it, just keep drilling till till you get it. And like, damn, he, he, he's intense, but man, it's good. Like he, he's definitely a hero. Even before I started taking lessons from him like i would watch videos of him and like he was always just incredible dj cubert is a scratch god uh, look him up too if you mm-hmm. you may have heard him but just yeah. watch some videos on him all the beat junkies so dj babu melody repmatic d styles shortcut like all those guys i really look up to and like when i was coming up with b-boying and um uh getting into djing the, so the beat junkies are are West Coast based, right? The executioners, Rob Swift, they're, they're based in New York. Mm-hmm. But because I spent a lot of time growing up in LA, like the beat junkies were were kind of there. Like they they were my go to uh, for for DJs, and so I really I listened to a lot of their mixes. Like um, anything Melody put out, anything oh J Rock too, like anything J Rock put out, Babu like um, Dilated Peoples, like, like all that West Coast like hardcore hip-hop shit like that's that's my jam you know and uh so all those djs were the ones that i i looked up to no i I still look up to them that's badass um do you have like do you have a frenemy or somebody that you rival with i'm I'm pretty chill i mean honestly i try to be friendly with with anyone who crosses my path you know like i'm not i'm not like I, i don't think of myself as someone with an ego who's gonna you know, put someone out if they, you know, if they try to step up and flex, like, like I'll, I'll generally give someone props, you know, if, if totally. they're, if they're doing well, especially since I, I teach and like, I try to encourage as much as possible, you know, um, I don't know. I'd say maybe, maybe like if I were to pick someone who's kind of like a rival, <sighs> maybe Lamp Shady, like yeah, <laughs> anytime yeah. I see him cut, I just, I just kind of look at him like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see if I can top that, you know. But it's it's all it's all in good fun, you yeah, know. Like totally. I'm, I'm never seriously in competition with anyone. You yeah. Know? So maybe that's another reason why I never entered battles because <laughs> I never <laughs> like I don't really feel like I have to shut someone down, you know. Like it's just it's not my personality, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. That's why everybody loves you. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a bad thing though I don't know <laughs> um, let's see how many hours do you spend like on DJing because you know you're a man that's got three kids a dog and a wife <laughs> four, four kids and a dog four yeah. kids four yeah. kids um, 
Yeah, and you got a, a job, full time job already. Like, how many hours do you think? You yeah, spend, I, like, I think DJing? I think you you said it already. <laughs> not <Yeah>. not enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't spend enough time practicing. Definitely not not as much as I should. You know, like, and and even if I did find enough time, I I feel like I'd always find something to improve on. You know, like okay. e- even when I was when DJing was my full time thing, and that's really what I was working on, and really trying to hone my skills. Um, you know, I I would still like, it, it's just never good enough. You know, whatever I'm working on, there's always something to be improved on. You yeah, know, right. so, and I I always try to have that mindset. That's you a know, great mentality. Never yeah, totally never be satisfied with where you're at. You know, because mm-hmm. because the minute you get comfortable, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Then that's when someone's gonna pass you up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Dang. Would you say like that's what kind of motivates you? Yeah, I I would say so for okay, sure. Okay. I I think I, I that's probably why I I continue to teach as well. I, I I teach more for myself than anything because I feel like if I'm teaching other people these skills, I'd yeah. better be able to put my money where my mouth is. You know, like totally. like if I'm showing someone how to how to flare. Scratch, scratch, flare, not flare, flare, not yeah, b-boy yeah. flare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I better have that scratch technique, yeah. you know. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like an idiot. You know, right. I'm gonna look like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and I can't, I can't have that. Like, I, it just doesn't sit right with me, you know. Yeah. So, what, what would you say the hardest technique you've ever had to learn is? In scratching. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Beat juggling is really. The thing that breaks people's brains, like mine included. Uh, so I really didn't know how to beat juggle until I started taking lessons from Rob Swift. Right. And it was it was the hardest thing for the longest time. So so let me just explain what beat juggling is. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's it's based on the idea of the merry-go-round, right? Which mm-hmm. is a technique that Cool Herc came up with. Yeah, you know, cool. it, like the birth of hip hop, right? Okay. Like when he had two copies of the same record one on each turntable and he would start the brick on one side right and then he'd queue up that same record on the other side and then when you know the one record would come to an end then he'd switch it and right. start that break over on the other side and then while that one was playing he'd rewind the first one to get it ready to go again you know and so he'd just keep going back and forth so that that's like the most basic form of like using quotes beat juggling okay. you, you can get right Real beat juggling takes place when you're taking the individual drums within that break and you're like cutting and pasting them in different spots and you're flipping the beat completely. Right. And you're messing with time and, you know, bringing stuff, uh, bringing stuff back. You know, you're dropping a snare in where it normally doesn't go or you're doubling up some of the drums and like it gets so busy at some point with some of these patterns. It's really hard to follow. Right. Um, and good beat juggling, too, is, is hard because, like, because you're manipulating the record so much with your hands back and forth, it's really easy to get out of time, you know, and it just ends up sounding like a bunch of noise that doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh. So good beat juggling or good DJs who, who can beat juggle are the ones who are able to manipulate those drums across both turntables and do those different kind of double ups and, and the drop ins and everything. And keep it still in time and have it make sense rhythmically. Hmm. And it's just, it's such Jesus a hard Christ. skill to develop because it like your brain doesn't, it doesn't 
want to hear a song that way, right? Yeah. Especially if it's like a break you you know and you're familiar with. It's yep. really hard to unwire yep. what you know, yeah, and break it down and flip it completely. I can't imagine, so. and, and it's amazing to watch you do it, or anybody <laughs> for that aspect. Like it's how fast you're going back and forth. I'm like, do these guys get tired? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest, like, what, what I can do is is mediocre at best. Like, there are, like, some of the, like, Rob Swift, for example, is is just an amazing DJ when it comes to beat juggling. You should also check out DJ Babu, uh, the Blind Alley routine that he does. You should, like, look that up. It, yeah. It's incredible. Um, and also, mind you, this is done before the days of Serato, which is the digital system that a lot of DJs use, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Because the Serato system is really forgiving, right? Like, if... Because it uses real records. Okay. But it's actually playing uh, a digital file off my laptop. So, so the signal from the record is being sent to the mixer, and the computer is is actually the one providing the actual song. So, like, if I load up... Incredible Bongo Bands, you know, Apache Break um, from my laptop. The turntable is reading that Serato record, um, but it's translating that that audio file as if it was vinyl. Right. You know, and, and it's forgiving in the sense that if the needle skips a little bit as I'm moving around, it's okay. Like you're not going to hear the skips, but if I'm using real records and the needle skips, you better believe you're going to hear it. You right. Know? Like, and all it takes is just one wrong move for that needle to just. You know, and then and then you're off. You know, and the, your whole routine is just oh, completely screwed. Damn. So so yeah, like these DJs who are good at beat juggling and can do it with real vinyl, they're like, those are the ones who are like so beyond incredible. Wow, that's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And do you use like different kinds of needles and stuff like that when you're actually using real records? Or? No, you can use the same needle. It's it's okay. really just the record itself that's different. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many years did you say you've been DJing? Like over 20 years, right? No, no I mean, not. It's been about 20 years. About 20 years? Yeah, because I, I started I started time. seriously doing it in like 2001, 2002. Okay. Right. So, cool. Yeah, about um, 20 years. Let's see. Gosh, I got so many questions to ask you. <laughs> Sorry, and if I'm do, overdoing it with the questions, just cut in, Bobby. Oh, no. Uh, I think we're. So, what kind of uh, music do you like to listen to, like on your free time? Um, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a hard question for me to answer because mm. um, it's always changing. It really depends on it depends on a lot of things. Like depends on what mood I'm in. It depends on like the time of day. Even like like what season it is. You know, like if it's summertime, I'm looking for stuff that's more like energetic. You know, okay. like or something that's that's you know, um. I, I'm really mainly looking for stuff I can play at jams, honestly. Right. Um, I don't spend a lot of time really looking for new music for myself. Yeah. Which I, I probably should do more of, but yeah, like when it's when it's winter time, I'm, I'm looking for more like chill stuff, more things that you know you want to listen to when you're all you know snuggled up in a yeah. cozy blanket with your significant other, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um. And then, like personally, I'm just I'm always on the on the lookout for like up and coming producers and beat makers and and just musicians in general. Like who are who are the young kids who are making beats in their bedrooms that mm. we need to watch out for? Like who are the people that are going to be the next 
um, you know, the next Kendrick Lamar or the next, you know, whoever, you know. Right. Uh, who's going to blow up? You know, that's I'm, I'm always trying to be on the lookout for that. That's dope. Is there any, like, specific places that you like looking for music? Yeah, SoundCloud is great. Okay. SoundCloud's a great resource. Um, and, and I really like that because, like, there's the producers and, and artists that that I follow and then I look at who they're following and what tracks they're liking and then that like gets me down a rabbit hole you know it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's really easy to get lost <laughs> that way I hate to admit it but Spotify too Spotify unfortunately has turned me on to a lot of yeah. stuff like the algorithm has worked so well on me it's it's uh, gotcha bitch I know I hate I hate that because Spotify is like it's like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like let, let me do that. Spotify. Come on. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. funny. Um, let's see. Is it, I've always wondered this, is it a messed up thing when someone is watching, let's say like you're DJing right at a jam and I come and look at what you're doing and I'm like staring at what you're doing and I'm looking at your computer and everything. Is that really messed up? <laughs> no, not, not if you ask first, <laughs> but like, like, you know, if, it, if you're like creeping on me while I'm trying to DJ, then, then yeah, it's going to be it's little, like sex, right? It's going to be a little awkward, <laughs> you know, like, like, cause, cause you can feel when someone's there just looking at you, yeah. you know? And, like, especially if, if the pressure's already on me, like, if I'm trying to DJ something, then, yeah, like, it can be kind of nerve-wracking. But, like, I'm totally fine if you just say, hey, can I just, like, check out what you're doing? Like, yeah, Dude, absolutely, yeah, hang out, you know? I had that thought at the last jam, because I was looking, I was, like, right by that freaking 9-11, that freaking Porsche, and I was oh, looking yeah. at you, and I was, you were just doing your thing, and I was honestly just amazed. And I was curious, but I was like, uh-huh. dude, I probably should not stay really. <laughs> Like, this dude's probably under enough pressure. Has anybody uh, ever come up to you and be like, hey, can I try? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. Are you serious? Yeah, you'd be surprised. There are some bold, bold people in this world. Yeah. There, there was oh one guy, I, it was it was a, a bar that I was DJing at. This one guy asked if he could, like, search for a, a track on my laptop. Oh, he wanted me to, like, like turn my laptop to him so he could look something up. I'm like, oh, hell no, get, get out of here. Wow. So yeah, there's there's some interesting people out there for sure. (laughs) Alcohol, it's never a good thing, right? Does anybody ever come up to you and be like, just like they do with us? Hey, teach me that. Yeah, teach me me how to do that. Like right now. (laughs) I mean, no, there definitely have been people who have asked, like, oh, can you like, can you teach me sometime? But never like like. Like right now. In the moment, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fortunately, it hasn't. That hasn't happened. But Man, that's the worst. They have <laughs> some common sense then. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Jesus. Teach me how yeah. to windmill. Um, fucking <laughs> yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the b boy version of do a kickflip, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, yeah. Any, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Do you still uh, DJ at clubs? Not not clubs so much. Not so like much. the club scene's not really Your my thing. thing. You know, like. Um, it, it would just be weird to like, just, you know, I'm in my late thirties now with kids and everything like that, that environment just isn't something that I need in my life, you know? I know. I was only curious cause like I went to, God, what was it? Was it Alibi? No, not Alibi. I, anyway, some sort of club Mm -hmm. a while ago and then I saw you there DJing. I was like, oh shit, he DJs here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll DJ bars, like, like good grammar every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll do that. Um, you know. And whatever bar is looking for just good music like yeah absolutely okay. i'm i'm there but but like like a nightclub scene you know oh, like yeah, like yeah, sky yeah. or something like that's that's not really my thing you know mm-hmm. so uh but yeah absolutely like bars hell yeah like i'll okay, i'll totally okay. rock a bar you know like 
And, and I feel like the format at bars have gotten a lot more loose. Like, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's because of things like Spotify, honestly. Like, mm. if that's just turned people on to more music. Yeah. But I feel like as DJs, we're able to really play a wider range of genres now than, than we were even, like, five years ago. Okay. You know? It's, okay. it's interesting. Like, I feel like something, something has changed, you know? Because now, like, 90s music is huge. Right. With, with like, especially, like, younger, younger kids. Like, my, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter... Asked me if I had ever heard Tribe Called Quest, and I was like, "Yeah, are Hell you kidding?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like we're connecting on on that music now. You know, that was the music I I was brought up on. You know, mm-hmm. so now I guess I know what my dad feels like when I was listening to like eighties his movies? stuff. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah like right all that stuff. That's good because I nothing drives me more crazy when you get to a club and they're playing a song and then. Two hours later, they're playing the same damn song again. You're like, what? DJs who do that should be fired. Oh, honestly, they, they shouldn't be DJing. Like if they're, because that tells me two things. One, they're either inexperienced and have no business DJing in a setting like that. Like go go home and practice, or they're just being lazy, or they're so drunk they don't even realize they played the song already. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that just shouldn't happen. Like that that's just bad DJing, honestly. Totally. <laughs> you should not play the same song more than once during during a set. That's just that's a big no no. Hmm. It's crazy. Okay. Let's see what what is the what is your favorite thing about our dance scene here? Yeah, good question. I mean, it's it's great that we're so like tightly knit I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a it can be good and bad i guess but um i i feel like the scene here is just really open and and warm and the fact that everyone knows each other is is it, i think it's a great thing yeah um when drama does happen you know it does suck that we're so tightly knit you know but mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think overall it's it's great you know and when people come out of state, I, I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's noticeable, you know, just the fact that the dancers here are, are so tight, you know, people, people right. take notice of that. And I, I think, I think it's great. Um, yeah, I'd say that's it. Yeah. How interesting. Cause like, just with you being, you know, just the DJ, you were like the person that's like, you have to focus on the vibe of everybody. And for many years, you've seen tons of people progress over time. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to see. Oh, know? yeah. For sure. So what's the what's the thing you dislike most about the scene? Um, <laughs> oh, God. I mean... <laughs> You're going to get him in trouble. I Stop know, right? it. No, that, that's fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm good answering that. I mean, the, the division amongst... Um, b-boys and all styles dancers is you know kind of ridiculous honestly i think it's always going to be there though yeah the 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 division is is okay like honestly i feel like as a whole we're we're more united though than divided which is which is great um i'll say one thing that that i i don't like Mm. about the b-boy scene specifically and this is just a gripe in general right I, i think it's it's not Specific to Utah, yeah. it's it's just with the b-boy scene as a whole. Right, I feel like 
there has been a little bit of lost focus on what b-boying is about mm. you know when it comes to music because yeah. i feel like the the flags and the lean rocks and everything have curated a specific sound uh-huh. it, which is fine i think that they've had to do that because of you know doing the the big uh, the big battles yeah. they have to have certain kinds of music available right but because of that that's what b-boys expect you know, when they come to a battle, they're, they're like, oh, you don't have that latest flag break, you know, like, oh, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a fire battle unless you have that latest, you know, whatever. And it's like, but there were breaks well before these guys, yeah. you know, and, and not every single break was, uh, was done at 120 beats per minute, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I would love to see more B-boys be able to get down to more classic stuff, you know, and, okay. and more like even, wow. even slower stuff. How interesting. Um, you know, if if the intensity is there, then you know it, it, a good break's a good a good break. You know, it, it's a classic for a reason. You know, right. so I would I would love to see more of that. Getting back to the roots. Hell yeah, I, I love it. No, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I didn't even think about that because yeah. you're absolutely right. I would agree with you honestly because like, you know. Like just, I'll admit that like I was, you know, I'm just really big into like DJ Lean Rock and DJ Flag or um, Pablo or something. I don't know if you heard of yeah, Pablo before. Right. And yeah, they have these very unique like, and I use those kind of beats as like kind of motivation for like really hard moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> so it's it's interesting that that's coming from you. Um, but yeah, I like that perspective. Yeah, sorry that dog. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, dog worried me. Bobby, I, I don't know if you remember, like back back when you know in early two thousands when I was still breaking, like we'd go to Numbs shows. Yeah, you know, and there would be b boys just getting down. Yeah, you know, to to that music, and it it wasn't necessarily breaks, you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like it was just raw hip hop. Exactly. You know? And you just don't see that these days. No, you know? and no, I agree. I wish we would get more of that. I like, I like when you play the, the classics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I, I like, I like the adventurous side because you even play like a classic mixed with rock. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, right. It's great. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. That would be really like cool. Dangerous stuff. Don't but. you think that um, you would have to deal with like copyrights issues or anything like that? Has that ever um, been a problem for you? Not, not or? really. I mean, it depends on on the venue. So most most like bars and clubs and stuff have um, it, because it's that kind of venue. They uh-huh. don't they don't run into those licensing issues. But the things uh, where you run into that that kind of issue is. is um, like if you're doing an event that's going to be broadcast somewhere, yeah. right? Or if you're if you're doing like like a big, I know like for like the Red Bull events or for a freestyle session or, yeah. or whatever, um, that's why like I think that's why like the DJing's gone kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, because yeah. because there are those licensing things. I I do I do think it's because of like the way that they're broadcasting it, and it's not it's not being done in that venue that you know that is able to just play music without having to face those licensing fees. Yeah. Um, that yeah, I think that's why. Like I don't know, when Josh would throw a battle. He wouldn't record it anymore because I think he, mm-hmm. I think he said it was because of like copyrights or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah Because like you post on YouTube and it just gets taken down anyway because of the copyright issue. Oh, that makes just sense. Just stupid. Yeah, I mean honestly, 
the the whole recording industry has to figure out what to do about like streaming and 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 what to do about like yeah. um, just social media in general because they're they're behind the times you know like I I can't live stream a set on Instagram or Facebook live um, I, I like my my video will get pulled because I'm playing copyrighted stuff you know um, God but the thing is like. I'm I'm not necessarily making money off of right, right. Uh, off of this music. I'm just right. uh, you know we're just playing the music that we like for people. And honestly, if I'm an artist and a DJ is playing my stuff for you know a bunch of people online, I would encourage that. You know, I would want DJs to play my stuff for people to hear. Yeah. Um, it, the the whole recording industry has to just that they, they've got to figure out what to do about it because there's there's Absolutely. no way to stop it. You know. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought of that. Like, does the copyright... Because I know, let's say you're doing... For a second there, we were doing YouTube videos where we were doing uh, reaction videos to music videos, or new songs or music. And what we found out is if you don't play the whole song all in a row, you know what I mean? If you break it up and then you, like, take... 10 seconds out here. Right, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it's not copyright. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that the same thing with playing at an event? I wonder. I don't know. But that's a good question. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it would really suck to only hear like 10 seconds of a song, right? Right. <laughs> Before no, like, switching it up to another Yeah, one. totally. But, but yeah, that's, wondering, like, that, that is interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would work. But yeah, I've, I've heard that that's... Yeah, you can play so much, like so many seconds of a song before right. you have to start like paying the the licensing fee for it. So yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a copyright lawyer. Yeah. So come on, scratch ball. I know. I don't know this. I probably should <laughs> honestly. Like I should know that stuff, but yeah. Interesting. What What is one of the most embarrassing moments you've had DJing? Oh man, there have been so many. Honestly, <laughs> like. There have been so many where, like, like the examples I gave where, like, a song will just stop in the middle of someone's round, and then everyone just, like, looks back at yeah. the DJ booth, like, that's happened, um, power's gone out, you oh, know, at, yeah. some, at some events, and, like, that's not necessarily my bad, but it's it's the first place people look, you know, yeah, like, what do the like, DJ do, you know? <laughs> so, so, like, that's happened, I mean... Um, yeah, there have just been a lot of goofs, you know, big goofs that have messed up uh, someone's, whether it's around or or if I'm even just playing at a bar, like some, something with the sound happens that... Um, it's bound to happen. Yeah. yeah or, or if I'm playing like a like something that's supposed to be more kid-friendly and I'm playing the, the street version of the song oh, instead of the clean version oh. and parents get all mad or, yeah, like that's happened... <laughs> but yeah yeah how interesting um what would you say i don't know you probably already answered this question but what would you say is like your greatest challenges when it comes to dj um greatest challenges probably like just trying to not repeat myself mm, you know okay. and i like i always try to come to an, an event, what not just a dance event, but like even even if it's like a bar gig or something, I try to have some new music that I can share with people mm-hmm. because I don't want to 
play the same stuff over and over again. There, there are right. some things I will play because it is kind of like a trademark, right. you know, and, and that that definitely is very, like, you know, concerted, you know. I, I want to make sure that there are things that are a trademark that I'm known for. But on a whole, I, I, I try to keep it fresh, you know, and it's, it's hard to come to the table with something, something new, you yeah. know, it, it can be a challenge sometimes. Hmm. How interesting. Um, <clears throat> do you have any favorite dancers here in Utah? Oh, shit. oh man. Yeah. I mean, you guys, number one, oh, like, man. like honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Bobby, your, your footwork is always like on point. I love it. You know, Joey, like I, I love seeing your moves, you know, like, Thanks, yeah. And everyone in BKZ, is dope, you know. Slinky's always been a favorite, obviously. You know, he's. Um, and then like, there's some all styles dancers too that I I just love watching. Like I could I could watch Jesse and Third Degree just go at it oh, yeah. for hours. Oh, yeah. You know, like those dudes. Just, just the way that they connect with the music too. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like if I'm playing something for them and I know it's a song they've never heard, they they can still yeah. just keep up you know it's it's, it's great watching them yeah it, it's hard to choose man because there's just like a lot of killers here honestly like the scene has grown so much yeah. like in the past 10 years oh and alone. chacho too like i'm sorry like chacho's house like i'll yeah i will play house music just to watch chacho dance mm-hmm. you know like i try to i try to play something that i know is gonna get him up or i hope will get him up yeah because he, he doesn't <laughs> always want to dance you know but he's in there man he's yeah in, but yeah saturday when he when he gets down like oh it's it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like like he was saying, it's, everybody's just so advanced. There was yeah. a battle this past weekend, and watching everybody, it's like holy shit. Yeah, the Dude, level yeah. is. Just I'm honestly crazy surprised because right like, and I don't want to talk crap about the venue or anything, but there was just so many people there. You couldn't even cipher. Like, if you wanted to cipher, you can only do it like in the middle. You know, yeah. the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. right. right, and it was just. It's just hard, you know what I mean? So some people didn't even dance, and they were just roasting and toasting people. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was pretty shocked, honestly. <laughs> so I don't know how people can do that. I have to test the floor out. Sorry, I'm not done naming dancers, because now now my mind is yeah, going. Yeah, go for it. Name yeah. it. Leo, it, like, I, I love Leo, because the dude just, he just goes hard. Yeah, he does. Oh, for Do, sure. Like, doesn't matter. Like, like it, it doesn't matter who he's up against, or if he's already done... 10 rounds yeah. the dude just goes in always yeah. I, I love it mm-hmm. I love his energy this band showed up to just watch and ended up battling yeah, yeah. he pulls off his jean jacket and is wearing a Metallica sleeveless <laughs> shirt I'm like fuck yeah Leo let's go yeah. he killed it too yeah. that's what I'm talking about I'm like where's yeah. energy coming from it's amazing uh, Hang Hang is amazing he is. Hang's gotten really good, and surprisingly too because I think he's been injured for like the longest time yeah, yeah. Like, I love his style. Yeah. It's yep. just very smooth and very just like, I don't know, he's just very cordial. And yep. Just very nice. Yeah. Mini Cooper. Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Man. It's the that's hair, a, man. That's, that's a staple yeah. right there. <laughs> that man can get down. Yeah. He's always I mean, got the freshest shoes, too. The, those those cats are probably my, just, yeah, some of my favorites yeah. to watch, for sure. That's a badass. Good choices, man. Killer B. Killaby yeah. as well. His his power is insane. 
That dude gets bigger every time I see him. <laughs> right. Every time I see him, he just gets like wider and wider and I'm like fuck. He can't even fit through the door. He's calm down. He's yeah. got arms the size of trees. I can't. <laughs> I can't even fathom. <laughs> Love you, Tristan. <laughs> Let's oh, see, man. dude. Have you ever like? been on the verge of pissing yourself because I feel like you like I feel like you're just so many times you're like stuck there dude, and I'm so like, many times can anybody take over this guy so we can take a piss because like, again you were there for like six four to six hours it's, like, it's funny you mentioned that because I yeah it, it happens almost every almost every event yeah <laughs> like, like by the end of it I'm about ready to burst yeah. you know so yeah it's it's funny uh, I gotta make sure that I I yeah, sorry for the detail, but you know, I gotta make sure that I'm well relieved, you know, at the beginning, yeah. you know, yeah. so that I can stick it through to the end, you know, because sure. yeah, I, unless there's another DJ there, I get zero breaks. With, with that said, when possible, hire two DJs. Yeah. Because, like, it's great to have another person to share the load, like for me. Right. But also, I feel like for the dancers, it's great to... Because you get these two different perspectives on music yeah. and stuff. It's great to just mix up the flavor every once in a while. You know, it keeps things interesting, for sure. So, two DJs... In fact, I told Cho after the event, I was like, yo, next time, have me and Chu both out. Like, That'd be we, badass. We'd love to rock it together. We just need a bigger space. Right. Or or get rid of the cars so we can yeah. open up the floor more. <laughs> yeah. You know? Those yeah. cars were sick. Yeah, no, was, they, they were really dope. It was a dope setup. I yeah, just it, was. it was a little bit bigger. I was just afraid I was going to leave a mark on, like, one right. of them. Like, yeah. when I was loading out, it was like, okay, I'll just... At one point, careful. I was, like, sweating, and my ass was on the, the Porsche 911, and I just realized, I'm like, dude, this is, like, a $100,000 car. My ass is on it. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> so Sorry, you, Jamie. I right. promise I wiped it off. Not with with the cloth, not with my clothes. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was with the cloth. Would you ever consider like bringing a like a student to a battle with you as like a second DJ kind of thing, and just kind of that's a good question. Yeah, I've them. I've had um I, I've had a student um kind of do ciphers uh, okay. along alongside me. Um, uh, so busy B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he did he did one of the hurt battles with me. Like he he did a set during one of the ciphers, um, but it was more just to give him the experience of playing in front of people. Totally. You know? Yeah. But like after some time, like like for sure, yeah, it it it'd be great to have a student, um, just kind of tag along and and be the, you know, the backup. The, the <laughs> in reliever. Case, in case I need to step out, you know. <laughs> then you don't have to worry about being relieved before. Yeah. God, yeah, I've never even thought of that until you asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, that's like four or five hours of standing there, just yeah, dude. Yeah, I, oh, I'm, I, I'm used to it though. I'm not. I'm not going to complain. I'm just. I'm happy to be there. Yeah, so. totally. Um, so you you say you teach, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you teach at? Teach at? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've been teaching uh, at the Herc for. Uh, I guess it's been about five or six years now. Okay. Um, we started out doing the after-school program for South Salt Lake. Um, and then when Josh got the, the building, um, he talked to me about doing, you know, more more regular, like, DJ curriculum uh, in the building with, with people. And so, yeah, we've been doing that. It's been, it's been going pretty strong. We just... Um, 
got the room like outfitted with with brand new setups. So we've got like individual stations now with like a speaker setup and oh wow uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty dope now yeah like it's it's great um so you know we do a beginner's course and a intermediate course okay over there and the beginner course is it's it's just that it's for people who have either some experience or, or zero experience but mm. um we come in we we teach the foundations you know blending basic scratching um, basic like beat juggle concepts, and then by the end of the six week course, we produce a mixtape okay. that oh, the wow. whole that the whole class is kind of contributed to. So that's awesome. Is this like once a week, or is this like multiple? Yeah, it's it's once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Okay. And would you say that um, DJing? You are you just like so naturally gifted, naturally talented? Is this something like anybody can just do, or do you think people have to kind of like? Again, be talented in it, to do it. It's easier if you have some background in music, okay. but I've taught people who have zero musical training, um, and it, you know because it's all it's all about just feeling that beat. You know, if you can feel a beat, then you can you can DJ, and it's you know some people can't be taught that. Unfortunately, yeah, like, it has happened where some people are just not able to get it and it's unfortunate and you know uh it comes easier to some people than than others but um for the most part yeah like you can come in come into it with zero musical knowledge and for the most part like people are able to get it you know and by the end of uh that course they're able to you know, identify parts of a song, like what part is good to blend into, mm-hmm. how, you know, how to count bars, how to, how to beat match, how to do okay. some basic baby scratches. You know, we, we run pretty much all those, all those kind of foundational tight. concepts. Dude, awesome. I want to freaking do it. You yeah, should. I've been like Absolutely. thinking about doing it yeah. really, really bad. You definitely should. So how long is the courses? It's like six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Yeah. They all like an hour long or something. Yes, it's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely, I I encourage anyone, like especially anyone in the dance scene, to, right. to come oh, and do for it. Sure. You know, yeah. it's get it's, a better knowledge of music. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Well, they might it, have a good selection already. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mind, you know, for sure. Like, it's only going to help you be a better dancer. So, damn, damn, hell yeah, cool. Let's see. Um, what do you? do for fun what do you do like yeah. outside of DJing outside of DJing what do I do for fun <laughs> right <laughs> you're making me that's like the hardest question you've asked me man uh, when you have four kids you don't have fun you know <laughs> you do whatever the kids want to do oh, right? you're absolutely right it's like your fun is their fun right? yeah no like I I play video games with, with the kids you know like okay. uh, we're, we're big we're big on games you know both like board games and, and video games mm-hmm. you know um, we, we love to just spend time outdoors you know hiking and um, yeah, I mean, I don't really, DJing is, is what I do, you yeah, know, no, and, then, right. and then outside of that, it's like, I just, I do stuff with the family, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it honestly sounds like it. you got like a packed life anyway, Fuck so yeah. like, it's, it's totally understandable. Four kids and a wife. Yeah. And a dog. How long have you been married for? Uh, 
we got married in 2005. Oh, damn. So, your wife 16, 16 years. Yeah, no, it's all you good. Better, yeah. you What's your wife's kidding. favorite color? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so 16 years in March. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, I knew you were with her forever. I just didn't know yeah. it was that long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a long, long time. And, and it's great. I love her to death. We love her kids and... That's awesome. Yeah. So, I'm bringing it back into DJing really quick. <laughs> are you part of like any kind of crew? Like Quake? Are you still with Crate Dwellers? Yeah, I mean the, the Crate Dwellers have kind of you know they're different people in you know different parts of the country and stuff. But you know you never really leave a crew, right? Like right. we're still we're still kind of together. We've actually been t- me, Chu, and Abstract were talking about doing like a. Crate Dweller reunion event. Oh, that's uh, sick. We're, we're looking at doing that sometime next year, actually. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's really the only, the only crew I've ever been a part of. Right. You know? So That's dope. Yeah. So Chu has been DJing pretty much as long as you have? Pretty much, yeah. I think we, we, all, we all started around the same time. Like, me and Chu definitely started around the same time. Right. And then Abstract and Soul Cuts were the ones we looked up to. You know, they they were the ones we learned stuff from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, it's it it was always great. Like when we were li- all living down in Provo together, on our lunch breaks, we just get together real quick and grill up. You know, we'd like meet at Chew's house and grill up some hot dogs, and then just have a little scratch session for like thirty minutes, yeah. and then you know, like. I'm, I miss those days. I miss just being able to meet up with your peers and just have a quick session and just, you know, bounce ideas off each other. And, yeah, you know, those, those sessions were always fun. So, Is your oldest yeah. kid 13? Or is that? Uh, yeah, she'll she'll be 14 in just a few months. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's your, how old are you? Sorry. How old are you? Our youngest is eight, almost nine. Okay. Oh, yeah. like mine. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing about being a father? Ooh. Um, I. There, there's so much, you know. Like, the, there's just the joy of having having children is is great. Um, mm. But it it's really fun when they're old enough. You can actually have like deep meaningful conversations with them about different things you know my son right now my my 12 year old oldest son is getting into graffiti now okay really? and, yeah and so he's been taking lessons uh at, at the herc from That's... from wes and katie and and he, he's loving it and i'm i'm starting to see him really start to get into hip-hop culture and understand you know the the whole he's known about the DJing aspect yeah. of it from me but like he'll stick around and watch the b-boys practice you know and like he'll you know he's been wanting to get into that now and That's like awesome. you know we've been listening to a lot of hip-hop together you know like like golden era hip-hop you know um so that that's just been great you know watching him sure. and, and kind of helping helping him along the way um you know it's it, it's great to just be able to watch your kids grow and, and develop that way. 
for sure so that's amazing yeah i was just gonna ask you like what do you what does your family think about you djing like do they ever come and like watch you or are they just like yeah my dad's a dj he's gonna do another event yeah they they definitely wish sometimes i'd be home more you know yeah. but mm-hmm. um that that's a, a, another reason why i i took a nine to five job so i could kind of have the steady home life and then just yeah. take really the gigs that you know, I want to, um, so I could, you know, be there more for them. But I mean, they, they, like my wife especially is just super supportive, you know, like she, she's not into hip hop at all. Like she's not into DJing or anything, but she's like, like the thing about my wife and I is we are a hundred percent supportive of each other in like, no matter, you know, what, whatever we do. So wow. like she hundred percent supports me, but at the same time, she expects that I'm going to know when I need to be there for her and yeah, for the kids, when to be a father, you know, right. So that, that's, that's really the thing. And she, and she, she lets me know that too, you know, like if, if I need to step it, step yeah. up more and kind of be more of a husband and more, more of a dad, like she's let me know in the past and I've tried to learn from that and, uh, and improve. Dang. Uh, but you know, we, we have a good, a yeah, good working it, relationship that sounds way. like you have a healthy relationship yeah, and that's good work. just communication alone absolutely you know, can solve so many problems that, that's that's key that's absolutely like communication is yeah so so important you know and actually getting getting back to what you said about like um you know pet peeves and stuff i i wish that people would communicate more uh, back to me as, as the DJ, like if there are things I could be doing better, you know, oh, whether it's at an event yeah. or whatever, like instead of just, just talking talk amongst shit. yourselves, you know, and <laughs> right. like not, not completing the, the feedback loop, you know, yeah. like, you know, how am I supposed to know? Like, like if, if I'm up there, I think I'm killing it unless someone tells me I'm not, you know? Right. And then at that point it's, it's great. I, I love getting the feedback and I love being able to reflect on what I can do better, uh, what, what I can work on to become a better DJ because that's, you know, you need the feedback. Otherwise, you're never going to improve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So totally. that, that's something I wish I would get more of, you know, like because I try to game film myself at every event and look back and think just based on my own perspective, what can I do? But I'm looking at it through my, my own lens you right. Know, I I need someone else to tell me like if there are things I could be doing better. Just please let me know. You know. Yeah, so that's that's, a, that's a good one. Constructive yeah, feed, criticism is always really good. Absolutely. Yeah. I I don't have any for you. <laughs> I I think you're great. Well, I I appreciate that, but I I know I'm not perfect. You know. Well, like nobody's uh, perfect. There, but... there definitely are things I know I could be doing better, and it it helps when you know you have that that other person there to tell you totally so totally well even like when i first started dancing i wasn't paying attention to what the dj was playing i mean it was Mm -hmm. but i wasn't so like analytical about it you know what i mean right it was more like it's a song i know this song i like this song (laughs) i can dance to it right yeah now i'm like going to jams and i'm like oh you don't have a dj you don't even i've been to a jam here where they didn't even have freaking dj and there's telling me ipod yeah and they're like yeah fifteen dollars i'm like you don't even have a dj what are you talking about you complain you got in for free what are you complaining about no i didn't you I, got in there for free you told me you got in there for free i might have you bitched and complained you walked away and then the guy's like I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you. that's right this is when venmo was like starting to come up yeah <laughs> it's like 
We only take Venmo, and I was like, Venmo? What the hell's Venmo? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, then I walked in, and they're they're playing it off an iPod. Wow. What the hell? That's crazy. Anyways. But again, you know, if that's the tool you have to get the job done, then, then great. Maybe they have no idea where where to turn to to get a DJ. You know, maybe that was part of it. I don't know. I think that if you're gonna charge a lot of money, like that, a lot of money here would be like ten or fifteen bucks. No, yeah, for, for an event, yeah. that's that is that is a lot. Yeah. And you don't have a DJ. Yeah, there's you something wrong. Yeah, if you don't have a DJ and you're playing off an iPod, you shouldn't charge that much. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because one of the things that I go to a jam for is the music right yeah, just help your community yeah. too yeah like you're paying the dj to be there too yeah for that's one. for sure a huge part of even having a jam at all yeah well i i draw a lot of parallels between like you know if you're going out to a restaurant you could either go to mcdonald's and get mm-hmm. the processed you know whatever yeah. you know cheeseburger don't don't get me wrong i love me a mcdonald's at one in the morning but like if I'm like if me and my wife are deciding on where to eat, like would we rather go there or would we rather go to a restaurant where there's a trained chef who's bringing his own experience yeah, and exactly. knowledge about food and everything into it, and like you're getting a menu that's created with purpose and you know the ingredients are fresh and seasonal, and like I, I think about it that way too. Like if you're throwing an event, like iPod or a DJ who's going to be able yeah. to bring that same kind of experience, you know, like yeah. a curated, you know, very um, experienced and knowledgeable person who's going to be able to read the crowd and play music that's that that fits, you yes. know. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. I completely agree. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, I mean, shout out to anybody who goes out there and tries the DJ, anyways. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I mean. We've talked about other DJs in this scene on this podcast and their choices of music, and I think this is a great learning tool for people like that that are coming up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Build the vibe, feel the vibe, and that's that's great at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It it all comes down to selection. Yeah, always. You know, the skills will come. You know, they're secondary, uh, especially when it comes to like b boy jams and stuff like. It's great if you have the skills, but it, it always just comes down to the selection and, totally. and the knowledge of the music. You know, if you've got that, then then you're set. Boom. What? Switching gears completely. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't I don't really believe in any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I have to ask it. Like, <laughs> Uh, I, so t- I'll I'll ask you now, Bobby. Tell okay. me, like, what what about Virgos is um, like like talk talk to me about about myself. Okay. <laughs> what does it mean for me to be a Virgo? Because I I don't I don't have a clue honestly about what that means. So a Virgo is an Earth element, and Earth elements are pretty grounded and structural people. Um, a Virgo in particular is very nitpicky. They're, they pay attention to details, like all the small details. Mm. So they'll look at something and they'll break it down. And it, sometimes it comes off as nitpicky, but they're just mm. trying to break you down to build you back up in the most perfect kind of way. Because that's how they see things. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So even by the way you describe your DJing, Mm. it's exactly that. That's interesting. You break it down. You spend all this time looking for music for other people. You know what I mean? It's like all about making things better. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. And that's I, I, just your... There, there actually is something to that, I, I have to admit. Yeah, for sure. That that does describe me pretty well. Yeah. So maybe maybe there's something to it. <laughs> I mean, that's just Virgo in a nutshell. There's so, many, there's so many aspects to it, and that's just your sun sign. We, You don't even know what your moon or rising sign is, but yeah. those three things, those three signs is what make you up as a mixture. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I mean... All aspects of astrology is what makes you up, but those are the three most dominant signs. Yeah. Because the sun sign is your soul, like your personality. Everybody's like, oh, I don't even relate to a Virgo. Well, your moon sign is how you feel because it represents your heart. It's like your emotions, how you depict emotion and stuff like that. And your rising sign is like your book cover, so it's how you portray yourself. Mm. So it'd be okay. super interesting to find that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyways, I, I do I do think it's fascinating. Like I I grew up religious, you know, like my my whole family's LDS. I served a mission and blah blah blah. I long story short, my wife and I left. Like we're no okay. longer a part of that world. Right. Um, I personally I I'm not gonna come out and say I'm atheist. I'm I'm more of an agnostic. You know, it, there there could be something out there. There could be something with the stars and the moon and everything like i i don't oh, know totally. i try to have an open mind about that stuff that's yeah, right, yeah. so and i don't use it i'm not like oh you're a virgo and i'm a leo we'll never get along yeah. kind of <laughs> right. dumb shit like that but right yeah it's just something i've always been passionate about and it's kind of funny how. i just like it for its like personality wise because it's kind yeah. of what he just described about you which is it's kind of interesting right like yeah, you just yeah, have yeah. your mind kind of going like huh that's a little weird yeah, yeah. So, i might i might start to look into that a little yeah, bit more. it just makes you yeah. like kind of able to read people and just yeah. kind of like get a better sense of who they are because you just relate to like all this experience from all these other people that you know who they are mm-hmm. and what they are well yeah i look at astrology as it's kind of like you're at it's your birth certificate. It's your astrological birth certificate, right? So when you were born, all these planets were in this alignment, and you have signs in all these different planets, and all planets make up different aspects, and this is how you communicate and mm. how you take things in and relationship. It's, it's crazy. Damn. And when you get further into the rabbit hole, you're just... You're stuck forever, <laughs> like me. Nice. But anyways... It's just a fun like. Now we're say. all crazy. <laughs> we're all crazy. So so now now I'm gonna I want to ask you guys a question. Yes, okay. and I want to hear from each of you. Okay. What do you look for in in a good like what defines a good DJ to you like oh, like, shit. like what what about what well, yeah what what about that is, is I think. Good? That's a really good question, and honestly, I feel like I cannot give you any advice to increase your capability because you do such a great job, but I feel like, you know, obviously just building a vibe for one, and then when you have an intense situation, and I don't know if you, like, know, like, what's exactly going on, but when someone's got kind of, like, beef with somebody... Or if, like, mm. you know it's, like, a really good matchup. Like, I want some, like, hard-ass, like, shit yeah. where it's, like, this moment's very serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, that, that's a really good point. That's not... I'm going to admit, that's not something I'm always tapped into, right? Like, I'm yeah. not that 
into the b-boy community that i'm aware of like oh like this matchup is gonna like there's history between these guys so it's gonna be dope like i i wish i was more tapped into that Mm -hmm. so that i could have some of my more hype stuff like reserved for those rounds like Mm -hmm. that that's that's a really good one i'll have to it's just kind Let's of it's just just like you're just bit. like feeding the tension a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. I don't know. That's just mm. kind of like my thought for one. That's the only thing I can really think of at the moment. But well, I playing off of that, I think even if you don't know it and you're paying attention, you were you were talking before how you just kind of pay attention to the dancer and you pay attention to the crowd and you kind of play off of all of that. I think as a DJ, if you're you should be paying attention, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously. You should be paying attention to what the crowd's reacting, what the dancer's reacting. And I guess, I don't, I mean, I've never DJed before, so I don't know how hard that actually is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, if you're, (laughs) if you're DJing and you're, you're noticing that nobody, the vibe is just kind of low. Yeah. You need to switch your up. You need to switch it up. You know what I mean? And same thing. Like if, Obviously, if somebody's calling somebody out, they like that song in yeah. general, or yeah. they wouldn't call them out. And as a DJ, m- like, pay attention to that, because that's when you know, like, oh, okay, there's some shit going back yeah. and forth yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The next track is going to keep that fire going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because obviously you're like, oh, are they going to call them out? For, you can't read sure. people's fucking minds. Yeah, All you sure. can read is the room. Yep. And I think that's huge. I think, like you were saying before, um, having that vibe. Like, bringing me on a freaking roller coaster ride, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't just keep it low or keep it middle or keep it high. Do all of that shit the whole time. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's certainly what I strive for. And there absolutely have been cases where I drop a track that I think is going to get a good reaction from people and the like the dancers are just standing there they're like you go first <laughs> you know like oh yeah and, and then and then that's that's when i know like okay this one i i'm not going to play this one going forward you know like i'm going <laughs> to you know just make those mental notes cuz like i i know what track is fire when i drop it and instantly someone's out there like they they want to be the first one out there to get down to it you know right that's when i know it lands <clears throat> i think as a dancer's perspective a lot of times even if the track is fire the battle tactic is to kind of make that other person go first. Oh, and they're sure. probably both thinking the same yeah. thing. Mm, so it's yeah. just kind of like a standoff. Like the song is hype as fuck. And yeah. you're like, nah, I came out here thinking I'm going to make that person go first. Yeah, see, for me, I'm thinking, why aren't they dancing? Right. <laughs> like, no, do that they, makes do they sense. Not, do they not like this track? <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like that song, Organ Donor or whatever. If I ever get that song. Oh, yeah organ donor oh my god i'm gonna you best believe i'm gonna go out first because there's a, a like 30 seconds where it's got that <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just so awkward and weird like dude don't well okay the dj if the dj lets that part go during the round again that's like that's on the dj like you, you've got to know your music like don't do not mess up someone's round by letting it get to that section yeah that's yeah i i don't know i just like the beats where i can like hear it like boom Boom, yeah. Boom. And then sometimes when it just like drops and there's just like, uh, for like a second. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, what do I do here? <laughs> type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like that, that's the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta yeah. be creative. You gotta think on the spot. Yeah. So like, I totally get it. And then I would say 
and this isn't you personally, but I've had experiences where when people are DJing and ciphers and then they like play a decent like uh, song and then it'll just be like boom, really mellow and it's like almost no beat and you're like, what right. the hell? Like during someone's round too and you're like, like what's going on? Right. Yeah. So it's like, I'm really trying to be motivated. I'm trying to warm up. and But then it's like, you know, all this energy that just got sucked out because that, that music just went really mellow. Mm, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. I can relate to all of those examples that, <laughs> that you gave. Like, that's happened to me at some point, like, during my my yeah. tenure, you know? Like, I... I and... and when that has happened, it's because I just I wasn't paying close enough attention as the DJ. You know, I should have been yeah. paying more attention to what was going on. And you know? that's just to say, like, that doesn't mean that like what you're playing is bad, and it's not a bad song. It's just again, it's that vibe. Yeah. Right. right. Oh I yeah. Imagine is the most important thing is the vibe. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna play some super mellow stuff, like maybe do it while everyone's stretching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Then start building. I right, mean, right. I don't know. That's yeah. just how I would do it, but I'm not a DJ, so. No, you definitely, you hit the nail on the head, I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. There's been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, <laughs> nothing, nothing personal. And we're all learning, so well, it's, no, it's yeah. all good. It, it is a learning experience. I, I can't even imagine, <clears throat> because... Like you said, the DJ has all of the attention. Mm-hmm. When something goes wrong, yeah, that's on. The, everybody thinks it's on you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. As a dancer, we're just like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're the one in charge of everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there's got to be a lot of stress to it. But that's yeah. For sure. Cool. Any other questions? Yeah. No, no, I think that's that was like the big one that was kind of on, on my mind, you know. Sweet. So. Let's see. Well, we are at one hour and 33 minutes currently. Um, I do have to go. Oh, okay. It's 9.13. It's okay if we wrap this up? Yeah. You going to ask your question? <clears throat> Should I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scratch mouth. Yes. What to you is the meaning of life? Oh, boy. Wow getting deep all of a sudden <laughs> I, I gotta know uh so uh, like like i said you know i'm a ex-religious person um mm-hmm. i i used to think i had all the answers with my 37 years of experience on this earth no 38 i'm 38 now mm-hmm. um i can tell you that no one knows what the hell they're doing in okay. this world no one has all the answers whether you're you know, right wing, left wing, Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. No one has the answers. No one knows for sure what the hell happens after we die. So just be a good human. Yeah. You know? Amen. Just be kind. Everyone's going on their own path. And even if someone is super religious and you're not, still just be kind. You know, right. everyone's trying to just do their best. You know, be a good person, do good. Yeah, that's pretty that's, much all I can say. That's well <laughs> yeah. said. No, I like that. We I'm, don't know how long we're gonna be on this earth, so. No, yeah, I just, I love uh, asking people this question because it's like, I try to adapt to what people are seeing through their life. You know, like how mm-hmm. the, how they view the world through their life. You know, so I really like asking them that question. Some people are like, I don't know, like just be happy or whatever. Yeah. But then there's some people that are like, you know. 
like be a really good person and then you know you're just saying like you you've been around for so long and not so long i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not that long, yeah, i'm, I'm like, used to it <laughs> you just have the experience no one knows what they're doing which i would totally agree no one really knows what they're doing and to me that's kind of like the meaning of life too is like there's a meaning to almost having no meaning to life right does that make sense right yeah, yeah. so it's Super just it's just interesting but do you have any like other closing statements that you want to end with or shout outs or plugs um no just you know i i feel so fortunate to be a part of this community and in, in the position that that i've uh that i've been able to you know take yeah. it, it it's been great um i wouldn't trade it for anything you know mm-hmm. i've i've learned to really love uh you know where i'm from and and the people that i get to know yeah. um and i'm just i'm grateful to be a part of it like i said i'm i'm just happy to be here and you know I'm, yeah. I'm happy to keep rocking it for people as long as as long as they'll have me yeah you know? well, we'll have you forever <laughs> no uh, you're an amazing guy i'm super glad i've gotten the chance to talk to you the viewers that are watching this they know who you are now they have a better sense of who you are um and no we this community like we're just, we're damn lucky to have you you know so appreciate that Amen. keep killing yeah. the game um yeah, just look forward to seeing you more and more throughout the years. Word. For sure. Growing. We're all growing with each other. So. We're all growing. Learning. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this podcast. And thank you, Scratchmo, for uh, sharing all of your experiences and your background with us. Um, please like and subscribe. Um, share the podcast. It helps us keep it going. Yes, it does. Hit us up at talk underscore kings. Kings with the Z at the end on Instagram for whatever. <laughs> Just hit us up with topics, criticism. Yeah. Anything, really. If you want to be a part of the podcast, anything. Yeah. But as always, tell your mothers and tell your fathers. <laughs> tell your brothers, tell your sisters. <laughs> tell your corgis. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Snap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Have Later, a great everybody. Day. Peace.